Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Amazing that now Nathaniel Hackett getting interviews for the Jets offensive coordinator job. Did I read that correctly? <laughs> Feels about right for the <laughs> Jets. About, yep. Samter's on the phone, so he's not He's not uh, crying as we mentioned this. Yeah, it seems about right. Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator for the Jets. Well, maybe it's like the Broncos. It's just setting up for trying to get Aaron Rodgers. Jets are number one odds for Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Wait a minute. Didn't we just kind of go through this and realize that logic was really flawed? Thinking that Aaron Rodgers was going to go to Denver to follow Nathaniel Hackett couldn't have been further from the truth. Wait. But and how, now we they don't think know. that Rodgers is going to go to the Jets to follow Nathaniel Hackett? Like, but none of this makes sense. We don't know how close it came last year. It I certainly mean, seems, I mean, obviously, they pivoted to Russell, the reports are in about 48 hours after Rogers said, no, I'm going to stay. I think they always maybe thought they had Russell Wilson in the back pocket. Now, I don't know if that's going that's to not, be a good thing. Or don't thing. you remember the report that they hadn't scouted Russell because they, they were so intent on Rogers? I remember that Ro- that Russell was already on the private jet to Denver yeah. when Rogers officially said, like, sign this new deal. Mm. Yeah. I don't buy it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, they definitely they were definitely planning to try to get Aaron Rodgers, and I think too the other thing, Greg Roman just got fired in Baltimore. Yeah, but I don't know if Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman were still on the same page. I kind of have a sense maybe not. Well, listen. So the offensive coordinator in Baltimore gets fired on the day, or mutually parts ways, or whatever, on the day steps down, on the day when they're like really trying to put the full court press on Lamar Jackson publicly about how much we love you, how much we want you. And they said Lamar's going to have input on who the next offensive coordinator is. I don't know. Like, they add Greg Roman to design an offense around Lamar Jackson. You can't say the guy failed at it. I mean, their offense was all Lamar. It might have been all Lamar almost to a fault because they didn't have a passing game. Like, there has to be more of a balanced attack here if they're going to do anything with Lamar in the future. Yeah, but how can you have a passing game when the quarterback runs 15 times a game on 15 pass plays? You're, Maybe if you have better have receivers. 40. Maybe, but it, you're saying Lamar is not going to run, though? No, I think he's still going to run, but just like J- Daniel Jones runs and Josh Allen runs. Yeah, and, and they don't have, well, Josh Allen's an exception, but Daniel Jones doesn't have big passing numbers because he takes off all the time. I know, but don't you think if, they dub- if the Giants sign Daniel Jones to a long-term deal— then the next step is getting some better receivers. It's the quick, yeah. it's the clear weak link in their team. I, I totally agree. But I, I have a sense that Greg Roman getting let go or parting ways yeah. 
was all about, I think Lamar was over Greg Roman's offense. And I understand it. I, I, just yeah, as you said, it. it was, it just didn't, it wasn't clicking anymore. I, I think the rest of the league had figured it out at some point. It just feels odd to fire your offensive coordinator when your star quarterbacks missed 10 games in the last two seasons. Like it's not his fault that Tyler Huntley wasn't up to speed. Well, listen, know? 10, is it? maybe it is. I don't know. There's 10 OC vacancies right now. That means a third of the league has fired their offensive coordinators. Crazy. I, I get it. I get it with Baltimore. This off, It's time to try something totally new. Ten openings for offensive yeah. coordinators. And how many of those like don't even have either coaches or quarterbacks? <laughs> like A lot. I mean, guys are going to be getting hired here all over the place, and you just hope that you don't hire the dud. Let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. Tony is in Arkansas. We we're talking about what would be the biggest upset of the weekend or who's going to have the biggest upset of the weekend. Tony, what do you say? Well, uh, you know, it would be an upset if the Cowboys beat San Francisco, but I don't really feel like that's an upset because the Cowboys should win that game. Uh, you know, we give a lot of – it seems like we give a lot of, you know, credit to, hey, this defense is number one against scoring, but but we don't ever give the, the picture of, hey, you know, San Francisco's in a terrible conference. Their wins came against some pretty terrible opponents and terrible quarterbacks, terrible offensive play. Um, I just I, if mm. if if Dak Prescott plays like he played last weekend or last Monday night, right? I'm not sure there's a team that can beat him. I, I really don't believe that there's a team that can beat him. But I want to say, I mean, my dark horse pick for for a real upset would be the Jaguars. I think they're coming on right mm. now. I mean, Kansas City has played a lot of close games. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure if they're not taking opponents seriously or not or what, but yeah. I, I think you gotta give your full attention to this Jags team because they're getting hot right at the right time. Tony, it's a I'm good listen. Thank you, sir. It's a good call. Thanks for making it. Um couple things. We'll start backwards. Wanna start with the Jags and Kansas City. Now the one thing that scares me from the Kansas City side is that you could have a three-touchdown lead at halftime, and the Jags have been this second-half comeback team. And, to- and Tony was right that they've been uh, the Chiefs have played played people very, very closer than than we thought. Now, there's another part of this: the Andy Reid on the bye week thing. Yeah, I mean that's got to be real, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, his record is stellar coming off the bye. Great, great game planner. Give him extra time. Yeah, I'm surprised that's our second caller with the Jags. That to me is a distant fourth as chances of upset. I'd I'd love to see it, and I'm all in on the Jags. We yeah. both are. I I just don't get it. And I, th- by the way, I I like that. Uh, his confidence in the Cowboys is also to yeah, me pretty well, pretty unique. It's like the Cowboys should beat the 49ers. Like the Cowboys are one of the most you know. It, it's been a tough postseason run here for the Cowboys. Like they've been. You know, at times a good regular season team, but in the postseason they've been nothing but a disappointment since the '90s. I mean, how are you going to say they should beat the 49ers? Well, that's history. I'm not sure you can apply that to this, but he is right. By the way, the Niners have they just have gotten lucky with their schedule. They, but most teams have gotten like I was looking at who they beat, and they don't really have. They beat the Chiefs recently. That was like within the last month, right? No, they got destroyed by the Chiefs. The the 49ers? Yeah, the 49ers got killed by the Chiefs. Oh yes, the you're Bengals right. beat the Chiefs. Excuse me, 27-24. You're probably confusing yeah, the two I'm sorry. teams, but they just sort of. And remember, the Raiders took took the 49ers to overtime. Yeah, I mean the 49ers. He's not wrong. The NFC West has been that. I I think Seattle was not a great team. Well, I mean, you know, Seattle was a feel good team this yeah. year because of what they. 
should have been, and they outperformed. Yeah, it's hard. But listen, I don't even know. Every good team, the Cowboys had an easy schedule. The Eagles had an easy schedule. The Giants had an easy schedule. The Niners definitely had a really easy second half. They were not the same team in the first half. Yeah, they got the Rams, right, with yeah. uh, who was playing quarterback. Um, They played the Rams early. Let's see. Well, they would but, have played them early at and Yeah, late. so, the, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, oh, Stafford was in, in both of them? Definitely in the second oh, they, one. Let me see the first one. Because they played twice in the first eight weeks. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have their schedule in front Stafford of me, obviously. Games, yeah. yeah, they beat the Cardinals. They went toe-to-toe with the Raiders. They beat the Commanders, the Seahawks, the Bucks. They killed the Bucs. That's talked about, what I was thinking about, yeah. not the Chiefs, the Bucks. Yeah, they uh, they beat Miami, but it was in San Francisco. Miami's about a 500 team. New Orleans. So they haven't totally been tested at the full extent. I mean, that's real. I mean, it is Brock Purdy, Maggie. I, I understand, yes, they look like a house on fire. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of stats. That momentum at the end of the season doesn't guarantee anything in the postseason. I'm definitely very nervous. I don't want to see the Cowboys advance. I do not want to see the Cowboys beat the Eagles. I'd rather the Eagles lose to the Giants and not face the Cowboys. I'm nervous <laughs> about this game. I, I, You'd no, rather not go I to the actually, NFC Championship game? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I like. I kind of like the Cowboys. I like Dak Prescott personally. I think they're they're pretty cool. But as an Eagles fan, you were talking about the hard luck Bills. We've lost yeah. to the Cowboys so many times. I'd rather go out this round against the Giants than lose to the Cowboys or even see the Cowboys. That's my worst nightmare. <laughs> it's a bizarre logic. I mean, I don't get it. It's like you'd rather be beaten by one division rival than the yeah. other. What does it matter? Because it's the Cowboys. It's, it's a deep, primal thing for Philadelphia fans. There's nothing Philadelphia fans hate more than the Cowboys. I mean, you'll be at a, at a Phillies game in July, and you'll a Dallas sucks chant will break out almost every day. <laughs> Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Seeing something in the chat about a hot sauce challenge. I'm out. I, how <laughs> spicy is it? Are we talking? You have to eat it or where? I don't know. Dominic's in the chat. Hot sauce challenge. Whoever's team goes out first. If they both go out this week, they have to both do the challenge. Can you do a little searching on social media for what this hot sauce challenge is? I'm assuming it's just eating hot sauce, but I don't know if it's on something, wings or whatever. Sure. Thank I you. I mean, there are certain various hot item challenges out there. There's one that's like the hottest pepper in the world that you have to eat. It comes like in a package and you have to handle it with gloves yeah. or tongs. I've seen people try that and it does not go well. I don't want to like go to the hospital. You yeah, know. like this one, the hot pepper <laughs> challenge I hear. Is that, is that fair? Is hospital related. Yeah, yeah I don't want to go Oof. to the hospital. You're already out. I'm out. Also, why would we do a challenge when we're both telling everyone that we think our teams are going to lose? <laughs> like this is the last <laughs> well, time. I think, I think we have to do a challenge on this week's game against our own teams, believe it or not. We've put ourselves oh, this in our this pretzel, <laughs> pretzel situation. So I, if our teams way, actually win, then we've got to do something stupid? I saw there's a great line in the chat, the YouTube chat. Someone said the only person who's going to show up for Dallas is Brett Maher. What if Brett Maher comes <laughs> out and just has the game of his life? Wouldn't that be amazing? You know what? I, I, so John Fossil, I guess, is the special teams coach for Dallas. Bones yeah. Fossil, right? That's his name. Yeah. Uh, and Jim Fossil's son, obviously. And he said he thinks the yips and hot street and the hot hand are like just the opposite side of the same coin. I love no. it. So he's expecting now that he's going to go to hot streak. I'm like, now that is some Jedi crap. No, no, no. Hot streak and losing streak is one thing. Yips are completely different. There are guys who never get over the yips. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't, I think the smartest thing the Cowboys did was bring in another kicker. 
Had to do it. Now, do you, do I've never you, heard of this guy before in my life. It, like, I thought they were going to bring in, like, Adam Vinatieri or something. Do you dress both kickers? That's the question. I think you have to. Unless you're going to do what? Work them both out? Well, see how practice goes. I know, but here's the thing about the yips. I wouldn't be shocked if Brett Maher is hitting 50 yarders in practice. That's not I what know. the yips are about. I, I'm absolutely aware of that. But it feels weird to dress two kickers. That almost guarantees that Maher will be bad <laughs> if there's another kicker standing okay. over there. So I was thinking about that. Does that guarantee he'll be bad? Or these guys are so competitive, and I think they can get like motivated by competition, whatever that iron sharpens iron they love to say. If your replacement's literally sitting next to you, I think that it might make you better. Like, if there was someone sitting out in the bullpen right now who was going to take over as host of the show, if I made a mistake, like, wouldn't it... I don't know what that would do to me. By the way, I'm looking at Brett Maher's stats. He's 9 for 11, 50-plus this season. He was a baller. No, he was good this year. Yeah, that's incredible. Can you just train your punter to kick? I mean, I know it's different things, but you're still using your leg. You obviously know he has a strong leg, and he's accurate, and he can place the ball in certain areas. How dare you? It's a totally different skill. I heard heard that kickers are really good at going to punter, and punters are not really good at going to kicker, traditionally. You you can drop kick an extra point, right? Yeah, I mean, you said this the other day, and I kind of like it. I think you can, right? Yeah, I think Flutie did it. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I think they may have made a rule against it, though, after Flutie did it, something like that. Why don't you go for two every time? You could just go for two every time. I mean, and, you're telegraphing what you're going to do, I, but I but, guess. But what, what happens does it when it's you know four seconds left in the game? You're at the thirty yard line. Yeah, and just yeah, right. And you're and you're up and you're down like uh, down two yeah. or three or whatever. You're not going to go. Yeah. No, no. What if it's what if you're it's a tie game and you have to put 30. this guy out for the first time? <laughs> oh but, you know, man, no, down twenty nine thirty. At least with a tie game, if he misses, like you still have a chance. The worst is if you're down yeah. and like you need this kick to win it. He didn't even attempt a field goal, right? It was just the PATs. I don't Who think he so? attempted a field goal on Monday night. I think it was just the five point after. I don't, I don't, I don't remember him. I mean, listen, the Cowboys offense was so good. They were in the end zone the whole night. Let's go to Josh. He's in Harrisburg. Wants to talk about 49ers Cowboys. What's up, Josh? Hey, Maggie. Um, I'm just trying to understand all this talk about the 49ers schedule. I mean, what are we in the Big 12 here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just, basically, yeah. basically, if you look at the spread, they've murdered the spread since Purdy came in. Other than that Raiders game that was in Vegas on New Year's Day, which I really don't put a whole lot of stock in if you, if you do the math with players and their significant others and what they were probably doing on New Year's Eve. Uh, <laughs> by, all the metrics, by all the metrics, I mean, teams that murder the spread like that week after week after week, are usually in the Super Bowl, so I don't put a whole lot of stock in uh, who they play. This is the National Football League. What about uh, the Week Three loss to Denver, eleven to ten? Explain that one, <laughs> Josh. Yeah. Jimmy G, Jimmy G is my explanation. <laughs> that was another, that's another thing. What do you guys think about Purdy? Like, how many times has he got to show up week after week and ball out before people are realizing he's not just another like rookie? Two words. All in. I. This is you're talking to the vice president of the Brock Purdy fan club. He's awesome. <laughs> Brock Purdy is Josh, objectively a very good quarterback right now. The way he's playing, he's well, good. Okay, so they've had three different quarterbacks have started at least two games for the San Francisco 49ers this year, and they had one of the best records in the NFL. I, I'm not trying to take away from Purdy. He's doing a great job. He's doing an excellent job. But don't you get the sense that this is a system 
that's quarterback friendly. This is a team that added Christian McCaffrey midseason. Like, they've done things to make this offense go. How about this, though, to Josh's point about just hammering the spread? In the four home starts with Purdy, the 49ers have won by a combined 88 points. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, well, I think I totally agree about the system, and he's throwing to more wide-open receivers than anyone left in the playoffs. But he is making a couple plays with his legs. And he's, and I, I credit youth for that. He's going to move around a lot. And he'll probably run if he has to. So I give him that. That's something a little bit. Uh, Jimmy G wasn't doing that. No, he's better at the play action than Jimmy G was, yeah. no doubt. But the other part is they have some of the best yards after catch oh, yeah. weapons in the league. I mean, You're saying Brock Purdy doesn't get credit when he throws a three-yard screen pass that Debo Samuel runs for 74 yards. (laughs) Takes it to the house. Uh, Okay, Phil's in Pennsylvania. He's got a show bet for us. For Perloff, I'm sorry. Hey, Phil. Hey, Maggie. Hey, Pearl. I'm supremely confident that the Eagles are going to win. How confident? I'm really confident. I, If the Eagles lose, I will send you an authentic, old-school, from-the-era Reggie White jersey. Oh. Wow, Phil, are you sure you want to part with that? Wait, what do I have to do for you, Phil? Because yeah, I can't. Yeah. That sounds you, super expensive. The thing is, I will give you some time to think about it, and I'll give you till tomorrow to think of something that is equally as valuable, you know, to, you know, offer back. Signed headshot? Yeah, call tomorrow, Phil. <laughs> I'm going to work on this. Signed <laughs> headshot did jump to mind. <laughs> By the way, so I just I have to let you know, Phil. I had my go-to jersey for years. It was Randall Cunningham. It was the Kelly Green. It was no. It was white. It was a white jersey that was sort of this some special alternate. It was the coolest looking jersey, and I lost it. I lost it. What do you mean you lost it? I don't know. I lost it in some move. I I was going to wear it for a game, and I just couldn't find it anywhere. It's heartbreaking. So guess and it's just gone, way, just like poof. Poof. Do you know who uh, Tom Perloff, my father, who he wears every game? Let me think. Uh, uh, Jaw- I, Jaworski. No, I'll give you a hint. It's Vince obvious. Papali. Vince Papali. Nobody. <laughs> Vince Papali was a dizzy thing. It's, it's obvious. obvious. Yes. Who does? Whose jersey is the most versatile? Is it and you can wear it on a Sunday? Brian Dawkins. <laughs> yeah, you can wear it at a wedding. It's, a, it's the only thing that's yeah. formal wear in Philadelphia. Yeah. Brian Dawkins. <laughs> you wear that to a wedding? Yeah. There's so many Dawkins jerseys. Doesn't matter. Yeah, are you kidding me? Funeral. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want, you're, you look great. Oh, if you show up at your buddy's funeral in a Dawkins jersey, it's a sign of respect. <laughs> uh, okay, quickly, see you guys on the phone. Everyone just digest that for a moment. Um, we've got so much more to do, including which superstar is putting out an SOS, has got some demands that we'll see if the team meets. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You can listen to us across the country on CBS Sports Radio and all of our wonderful affiliates. You can also watch us on YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Come on in. Say hello. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, we're back on Maggie and Perloff. I just want to run something by you guys, all you guys. Okay. And let you know if this would bother you. 
Okay, so I get in, I bring in my chicken salad wrap from Trader Joe's, and I go to the soda machine to get a Diet Dr. Pepper to go with it. Okay. For some reason, the soda machine does not deliver. It just doesn't work. I don't know. There's one out in the hallway. I hit the button a hundred times, nothing happened. So it ate your money. Yes. And I once I got Diet Dr. Pepper on my brain, I really wanted one. So I go back to the fridge to put something else in the fridge, and right there, sitting in the refrigerator, the common refrigerator that the whole floor shares, is a Dr. Pepper <laughs> in a plastic bottle that looks freezing cold, and it's just <laughs> sitting there. You didn't do that. If I had taken it, would that be bad? <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about karma. Bad karma? Is there like, ever a situation where that would be acceptable? That, is that the worst thing you can do to a coworker is take their diet Dr. Pepper out of the fridge? <laughs> because I, I didn't do it, but the thought crossed my mind. And I, actually, my second thought was, wow, Maggie would just kill me if I did this. <laughs> so there's no scenario where I could have taken... It's still there, by the way. I just went back there. It's just sitting there. Maybe got left behind by for some party or something. Okay, you have to stake that diet Dr. Pepper out for no fewer than... What are we thinking? 72 hours? If it's still there in 72 hours, I think you can take it. Wow. But I'm yeah. not going to want it in 72 hours. <laughs> you I had might. this <laughs> strong... Well, yeah, I probably will, but I had... A, Strong urge. If I had done that, I didn't mean, have it, someone's name on it. Like if it no. says Todd, then don't take it. <laughs> There's really nothing worse you can do inside an office than steal food from the fridge. Like who does that? I think also, but you, this never gets pinned on one person. Leaving something in the fridge so that it gets all moldy Ooh, and yeah. gross. Mm. Like that's also a big niche niche. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Is I'm, it the worst office etiquette to steal food? If there's someone's name on it, there's no excuse. If it's in the fridge or the freezer, no excuse. If it's sitting on a countertop and it looks like either someone forgot it or maybe, like you said, it might be left over from something. Gray, I'm, gray area. I've Still been have to there. wait. It's, it's, yeah. it's morally No, but it was in the fridge. It wasn't on a countertop. It was in the refrigerator. Oh, well, then no. Yeah, yeah. It's silly something. I thought you think of what's like worse in an office. Yeah. I mean, listen, you could like sleep with somebody's wife. That'd be worse. <laughs> I don't think it's taking that. their soda. But you mean like Boston Celtics? Style? No, I don't think. <laughs> honestly, I don't think that's worse. I, I don't. I, I mean, I think it's about time. <laughs> if I put a Diet Dr Pepper in the fridge to go with my lunch, and somebody took it. I would be more I'd, upset than if I was like, hey, by the way, Dale is sleeping with your wife. Yeah, <laughs> that Dale. Urgh, Dale. I would want to. <laughs> he's got Dr. Pepper. I would wanna, oh, Dale, you're forgiven. I would want to punch Dale if he was sleeping with my wife. If he took my Dr. Pepper, it'd be full on attack. <laughs> I, I, I would probably, and I don't think any jury would convict me for beating up Dale for that. I think every jury would understand and support me. They might even put Dale in prison. <laughs> I'll just be like nodding along the, the jury. I believe it is actually illegal in like six so. states to steal someone's diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> That's the famous Borat line, right? What, like, what did he say? It's like, I can steal your car, but you can't steal my wife. Oh, whatever. 855-212-4CBS. Uh, is that your Borat impersonation? Can you do a Borat? No. Come on, give us some, Borat. Maggie. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's good. That's all I can do. I'm glad you didn't take it. That's I'm not dying. you. That's not what kind of person you are. You want a thief? No, no, I'm not. I'm dying to hear. There is. I just got an interesting report today from the bullpen. There is sound out there of Howard Stern show impersonator Sour Shoes yeah. doing Maggie Gray uh-huh. from when she was at WFAN in New York. I need to hear this. I and I would quit. love to hear what he said. I almost quit that day because I was like, this can't be topped. <laughs> this is the best day of my life. Sour Shoes just did an impersonation of me. I, I, where do I go from here? I've never heard him do a woman's voice. That's why I'm yeah, astounded by it. Yeah, this is a woman, it. too. 
the voice of the Yankees. Susan Waldman is, I can see that. That is so Thick Boston accent, yep. Yeah, Susan, yeah, a lot of people do Susan. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> but, no, your voice is, I know but you're it's from a tri- the, it's a tribute from the when East, it's sour but, shoes. Yeah. yeah, you've sort of gotten rid of all accent. Yeah, I, I'd like to hear this, so we got to find this. It's out there. My wife. I can't even do that. I'm so bad at impersonation. <laughs> You're so oh, bad. Was that your impersonation of Maggie impersonating Bora? Because that would have been pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. Meanwhile, Boren is actually a British person who's impersonating someone. Anyway, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Will, who's in North Carolina. Hi, Will. How are you? What's up, guys? Uh, it's been a while since I've called. but Where you been? Uh, just hanging out. Um I've been begging or been dying to uh, ask you about Ken Dorsey. What what kind of grade would you give Ken uh, Dorsey on yeah. the year in Buffalo? And you're interested in this because you want him to come and be the coach of the Carolina Panthers. Well, I see where we're interviewing him. Yep. You know, um, you know, he was there with Cam, but I mean. Honestly, what kind of grade would you give him this year? Okay, so I'm glad you asked because I was incensed after the game against Miami. Well, thank you for the call. Because of the uh, what I thought was the play calling in the second half, which was going for all these all or nothing plays when you're, you know, have a lead and well, they lost the lead actually in the third quarter, but I didn't understand why they weren't trying to move the ball and like a uh, get into any kind of rhythm. But upon further review, and people really looking at the tape and the All-22, it looks like Josh Allen was doing a fair bit of freelancing there, where there were a lot of underneath options there open for him that he decided not to take. Now, I would ask Ken Dorsey, like, why was, how were the Dolphins able to completely take Stephon Diggs out of the game in that second half? I think that falls on the offensive coordinator. I think you have to realize if you're through the third quarter and Diggs has no catches, then you've got to do something about it. Long story short, what grade would I give him? I'd probably give him an A. I mean, it's been a good offense. I just think at times they go for too much, and they're going for the home run all the time. I thought that looked like a function of the game. I I thought the Dolphins were sending all these people at Josh Allen, and they were obviously double-teaming digs. They were begging. They were putting on -on one-on-one matchups. Josh Allen was throwing to one-on-one matchups on those long passes, I don't know. They were begging him to throw long, and he did it, and it worked a bunch of times, and they scored 34 points. I know, but it didn't work a lot when you were three and out in really crucial moments when the Dolphins were right there with you score for score. Yeah, I think the issue was how much time they had the ball because of that style. But the Dolphins clearly saw something and wanted to beg him to make those throws. And he played right into their hands. He played right into their hands, which you're right. And that's got to be on Dorsey a bit, too, because you got to get in his ear at some point and be like, we're giving you underneath stuff. you got to take it. A related question. What about Chris Sims' take that the Bills wide receivers other than Stephon Diggs are garbage? I I was surprised um, because I actually think Gabe Davis is – a good receiver. I don't think he'd be a one on anyone's team, but I think he's a good two. And I think Dawson Knox is a good pass catching tight end. I mean, McKenzie's been hurt and now Cole Beasley started to look a little bit like himself after he you know, had a bad interception, like that ball basically yeah, bounced off and his Shakir hands. Yeah, and Shakir is kind of... Is, is young. Point is, there, there is certainly is not a lot of resources. What Gabe Davis, a fourth round pick. McKenzie's a fifth round pick. Shakir's a sixth round pick or yeah. something. It's not... 
It's not exactly a proven wide receiver room. You will give me that. I will, but I think at some point Dalvin Cooks or Dalvin Cook, James Cook is going to have to get more involved in the passing yeah. game a bit. I mean, there it's not like he's throwing to nobody. I well, can't use that as an excuse. It's so hard to tell what's the quarterback, what's the receiver. I honestly, I feel I don't know about what's the quarterback and what's the offensive coordinator in this instance. Yeah, if you put Gabe Davis in another team, yeah. is he even a starting receiver? It's so hard to tell. I think he looks pretty awesome to me right now, and he makes big plays. But it's hard to tell because Josh Allen is throwing such a beautiful pass. I don't know. He's an he's an incredible quarterback. I mean, it makes them all look good. Uh, Big Al is in Sacramento. He's got a gripe. Al, what's up? Whoa. Al, what you doing? <laughs> Al clearly on the road. Gonna put you back on. Oh, he's back. Okay. Al, what do you have for us? You got you're you're upset today, Al. Sorry, sorry, sweetie. Sorry, sorry. I'm in California, you know, so I'm going through a car wash. Okay. <laughs> it's a good time to call us. So I'm getting the truck all speak and span because I'm going to the land of the warmth and play four rounds of golf down Palm Desert here this week. So oh, we're jealous. Nice. We're jealous. Yeah. Good time. I'd love to have you come. Come on, thank you sometime. Anyway, I'm just sick and tired of these locals. And Maggie, I heard you say you're out in San Francisco. These yeah. people are all nuts over themselves. They're going to blow the Cowboys so far out. That's what they believe in their mind, the local SF sports station. You know, most are saying 14 to 17 easily, easily. And I just hope not. I hope the Cowboys just beat them. They have to beat them bad. Just beat them. That'd be great. Wait, yeah. Al, if I'm remembering right, Al, aren't you a Raider fan? Uh, no, my best buddy is a head Raider season tickets. No, darling. I was a San Diego Chargers oh. fan. Yeah. Hey, Al, are you getting into the Kings at all? What's the, what's the story? That oh, you, yeah, yeah, light the beam. I, I, young, young man, because you are a young man compared to me. Listen, I grew up in the mighty KTLA, Channel 5, and I've been a Lakers fan since 64. Oh, okay. Yeah. Up on them. So Ever. you didn't enjoy Ever. watching Darren Fox take down the Lakers last night? Oh, I'm disappointed, oh, Al. No, he's a good player. And did you notice how he gave a hug to his teammate, uh, Gabriel Wyans? Yeah, that was kind of nice at the end there, Kentucky guys. But, hey, listen, we're down. Half we're the down. league's Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> they have to hug everybody. They never get the game in. Uh, Al, yeah. I understand because I was out in San Francisco yeah, on you... Friday, but I'm back in New York now. But there was definitely a, a buzz. I mean, listen, everyone was feeling pretty confident playing, really? facing the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but he's aimed 14, 17 points for this game, I believe. You know, because San I worry, Francisco offense is just, it's so good. I worry that I'm getting suckered in by the New York hype. The New York hype around what? The Eagles game. Because I really believe the Giants have a legitimate chance to beat the Eagles. But what about San Francisco? Uh, no, no, no. My point was, when you're in a local market, oh. can every all the optimism build on each other? And is that what Al's referring to where, you know, your neighbor thinks the, the Niners are going to win by two touchdowns. <laughs> It's hard not to get caught up in it. And I got to tell you, Philly is really, Philly, I think, is very negative on this Eagles game. They're worried about the injuries. So I, I worry that I'm not being objective. I'm being influenced. Do you think the collective soul of the fan base matters to the outcome? Like the fact that 49ers fans are overly confident. I'm not confident in the Bills. You're not confident in the Eagles. Like who's confident right now? Chiefs fans, I guess. They should probably Chiefs be Chiefs fans confident. are pretty confident. And 49ers fans. 49ers. Dallas yeah. fans are too snake bitten. You know? Yeah, and also the Bills have a tough assignment. I think you this, think? <laughs> yeah, I mean the Bills of all those teams have the toughest team they're facing. Yes, I agree with everything you just said. Sorry, Samter was talking in my ear. Okay, <laughs> I can I couldn't multitask. <laughs>
Darn it. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. No, I really, I was listening. I really do agree with what you're saying. I think that there is a, you're getting caught up in your surroundings for you personally. Me? Oh, you think I'm getting caught up? You're getting caught up. You're you're too close here. We're like 15 miles from Giant Stadium where you're too close to the product. No, 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 no. I just see this game playing out. If Daniel Jones keeps running for first downs, the Eagles have too thin a margin on offense, and Jalen Hurts better be 100% healthy. The longer you keep doing this, the more money I'm going to put on the Eagles. Like, <laughs> I'm laying the seven and a half right now. I'm thinking about Miles Sanders over props. Uh, there, that, if that's who you're depending on, Miles Sanders, you are in I'm sorry, in trouble. Boston that Scott, anytime touchdown. Yeah, Miles Sanders I'm will let, the money already. Miles Sanders has proven he will let you down in key moments time and time again. Jalen Hurts over rushing props. How about that? 855-212-4CBS. I hope so. 855-212-4227. Okay. Yes, Sean King. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Let's do that. Sean King. We've been talking about quarterback. He'll join us to talk about these for the divisional round. Let's get the thoughts of one of our favorites. Sean King, of course, won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Former NFL quarterback. He's host of Primetime on VEASAN Live. Sean, thanks so much for the time today. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Sorry about earlier. Uh, my dentist tried to drown me today. So I was, oh, no. Wait, I was what? dealing with some things. Are you my all right? tried to drown me. Yeah, you know how when you go to the dentist to get your teeth clean and they fill your mouth up with water oh. as they're cleaning, tried to drown me. Didn't he have the thing that sucks the water out, the, that constant air stream thing? <laughs> yeah, but my point was if you don't put that much water in there at once, you don't need that thing. Wait a minute. Are you on nitrous oxide right now? <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> That's to, a shame because I, I, need, I needed a crutch for missing my earlier time. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk a little football, shall we? And it's good to have you anytime. Um, so we're talking about the be- the the game you believe has the best chance for an upset. Which one is it? You know, it, it's something about youthful exuberance it, that makes it really dangerous. Uh, there's a lot of volatility with it. But it's also a, a confidence that's uncharacteristic. And I think it exists in New York, and I think it exists in Jacksonville. I think either the Jags or Giants are winning outright. I just think both of those teams are really confident. I don't think both win, but I, I don't, and I haven't really narrowed it down yet. Sorry for not being com- definitive, but the Jags or the Giants are winning outright this weekend. So, Sean, I'm an Eagles fan. And I hate to say it, I think the Giants have a great chance of winning. To me, one of the big differences, Daniel Jones using his legs, ran 17 times against the Vikings. That could be a formula for an upset, right, where the quarterback just sells out to run the ball. Well, it gives the Eagles, you know, some of their own medicine. It's why they're so dangerous on offense because of Jalen Hurts' ability to be evasive and athletic and extend plays and create explosive plays through his athleticism. But I'll say this. How good is Brian Dable? Man, yep. he had yep. Daniel Jones looking like a franchise quarterback, <laughs> yep. and he loved Josh Allen, and all of a sudden Josh Allen looked a lot more like that guy from Wyoming that was turnover <laughs> and extremely raw. We're talking with Sean King. I, I'm afraid you're right, although I don't know if it matters who Josh Allen's offensive coordinator is, right? Because I think that he's out there, or it seems, Sean, you'd know more than I would, it seems like he's out there going for those home run plays when there is safer uh, throws available to him. He's just not doing it. Well, it's the gift and the curse with a guy like him that's that talented, that physically imposing, 
patience is not always something that's, you know, a known commodity to super, super talented people. But sometimes patience is the best way to approach the game of football. And I think what you're seeing with Josh is Ken hasn't been able to rein him in as well as Brian Daybow was. And I'm talking Ken Dorsey, the coordinator there. Brian did a great job of creating enough explosive situations for him and making him be disciplined and do the little things right all the time. Like, Josh is a guy that's going to make three highlight plays when he's going to miss 12 layups. But you're never going to remember the missed layups because of the, the, the three highlight plays. So I, I think Brian Dayball, and this is not really to criticize Josh Allen as much as it is just to big up Brian Dayball. I mean, he's emerging as one of the preeminent guys in that league at the uh, head coach spot. We're talking to Sean King of VEASAN. Now, I have a simple question for you, Sean. Who is going to be the quarterback of your former team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, next season? <laughs> Brady, so I hope he leaves. I'm tired of him. You know, he, he good people losing their jobs because Brady got old. I, I don't, I don't like that. Uh, I don't. I think Tampa's window to win a championship with this group has closed. You know, I just think it's time to go ahead and, and reconstruct it. Uh, figure out what value we currently have, where we can maybe get rid of some pieces that still have a couple good years left, but get younger and get this core group to make the next run in a couple years. Um, Appreciate everything that, that Tom did. He brought us a championship, but I mean, we didn't lose that game against the Cowboys because of Byron Leftwich. We, we lost that game because Tom Brady's gotten old. And if if all of us keep living, I'm talking to myself, Maggie, Andrew, everybody listening, we're gonna get old too. It's amazing how you step off the sidewalk onto the street, and it seems like it's a ten-story drop now as you get older. That's what <laughs> happens to us? <laughs> so, Sean, where do you think Brady is gonna play next year? If not Tampa, where? Well, I wish I had Brady's options. Doesn't he have a $300 million deal waiting for him at Fox? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go ahead and, you know, put on nice suits and, and, and talk about <laughs> the game. But, I mean, I would imagine if play, he ends up in Vegas with his uh, good friend Josh McDaniels. Uh, I just think if he was going to play another year, that probably is the perfect match. I mean, can you imagine the amount of 12 jerseys? that would be sold oh, wow. with the Raiders black. I mean, jeez. So I, I can see that happening. I don't see him going to New York. I, I think at his age to go somewhere, sign up to play those games outdoors, I, I just don't know physically if he has that left. So if he plays. Oh. Lost you there for a second, Sean. If he plays, I would assume it's in Las Vegas. Uh, so you think it was unfair of the Bucks to let Byron Leftwich go today? Hell yeah! Like what the guy forgot how to call plays. I mean, wasn't he the OC calling the plays when we won the Super Bowl? Wasn't he the OC last year when we made the playoffs and beat your Philadelphia Eagles, and then came all the way back against the eventual Super Bowl champion Rams, only to give up a what uh, ridiculous play <laughs> to kick a, a walk-off field goal that passed the Cooper like? I mean, what, did he forget how to, to to coordinate all of a sudden? Well, there's 10 openings I mean, for ama- other offensive it's, it's a, coordinators. It's, a, it's amazing how different the energy is towards certain athletes if people really like them. Mm. Sean, do you think that the same thing happened to Arians, though? Did you think Arians wanted to leave the sidelines to go up to the executive suite? Arians walking away makes a little more sense to me 
because I know how highly he thinks of Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich and putting them in those positions. I could see him uh, doing that to elevate their careers. But I'm sure, you know, based on what I've heard, that, you know, Tom wasn't against Bruce, <laughs> you know, going upstairs. And, you know, but that's what happens. You know, I, I, I consider myself a man of the people. I, I try and really, wherever I live, and, you know, and, and really become a part of the fabric of the community. And part of that is dealing with young people and dealing with the elderly. So I'll go to, like, nursing homes, you know, and just talk to people and, you know, see if I can be of assistance. And, man, them some of the most stubborn people I ever met in my life. And that's what Brady is now. He's old and stubborn. <laughs> what about Rodgers? Do you think he plays in Green Bay next year? You know, it's interesting. I don't know uh, if you guys saw the uh, Rob Gronkowski interview with Pat McAfee. Yeah. And uh, he had had Aaron on, and he asked Aaron about coming back. And Aaron said, you know, I think I can still win an MVP. And Gronk, and Gronk called him on it, and, and I was so happy he did because I think that's always been Aaron's problem. I, I think he's very selfish. I think he's very self-centered. I think he's so consumed with Aaron Rodgers that he's kind of tone deaf to some things that we would think would be common sense. And so uh, if he comes back, he comes back. I don't think he's winning another championship. Um, based on his comments on Pat McAfee, I don't know if it matters as long as he wins another MVP. All right, Sean, we have one minute left. Real quick, Lamar Jackson, will he return to the Ravens? I mean, you have to think not. I mean, if they haven't paid him up to now, why would they pay him? I mean, obviously there's something contractually that they can't agree upon, and to let it get to this point, I mean, why let it get here and then the team decides, okay, we're going to give you what you want? I think he ends up somewhere else. How about Tampa Bay? Hey, we'd love to have him. Uh, we would absolutely love to have him. I think any organization would. I mean, he's an outstanding football player. He's been a league MVP. I know he's a guy that cares about winning championships. Yeah, that's a shot at Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so you're going to get a guy that's focused on more than just himself. I mean, I, don't, I for the life of me don't know why Baltimore won't give him what he wants. Sean, can't tell you how much we appreciate this. Hope, you know, the teeth heal and everything's good. <laughs> and uh, you're the best for doing it. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me. I know, please don't put in the headline, King Bass Brady, please. <laughs> Too no. late. King already almost, out there. King almost drowns in dentist office. With <laughs> yeah, <I know>. Former <laughs> quarterback <laughs> survives near scare. <laughs> See y'all later, man. See you, yeah. Sean. Appreciate that. I mean, he, he's the best because he tells you exactly what he thinks, you know, which is yeah. done with Brady in Tampa. Feels like Brian Leftridge got railroaded here, and then it wasn't his fault. Uh, there's a lot of logic to that. I, I could see... And that makes sense to me now that I, he says it. If I'm in Tampa Bay, I'm, I'm getting tired of this team. I mean, how can you not? They were 8-9 and nine and just got killed by the Cowboys. Also, it just didn't seem like there was any joy. No. But, you know, if they had won a game, if they had beaten the Cowboys, we'd be like, oh, Tom's back. This is yeah, classic actually, Brady playing possum. Both you and I said that before the game. But <laughs> yes, after the game, we revised our stories. Um, okay, coming up next, the biggest question mark heading into this weekend We'll get that to you in just a moment. 855-212-4CBS. Maggie and Perloff back on the other side. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.